good defense. Lead pass. Oh, stop it! Stop it! Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, babe mums and baby dads, welcome to another episode of Take It to Rim Podcast with myself, Rods, aka Get That Cone Out of Here, nigga. Fuck <laughs> out, nigga. Get out. Get out. Oh, I'm so happy. So, so happy. Oh, that's yeah. not nice, bro. It's the, the game's the game. <laughs> <laughs> AKA, they must have come to the Nets. Come on, man. Come true. Come true, boss. <laughs> man had you at the back of that list. <laughs> no way he wants to go there. AKA, we recruiting Brown over in the west side. <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm a mess, bro. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I'm a mess, man. As you can tell, I am a mess, but it doesn't matter, man. Messes are meant to be made. Everyone messes up sometimes. <laughs> And I'm here with Mr. Broom, but he's on the wrong side of the broom. <laughs> he joined me. <laughs> he's sweet. <laughs> Wait, am I getting corn? Like, when you got swept on your birthday for the second year in a row. Like, yeah, you know what it is, yeah. You got swept by the eventual champs. What's your excuse? Boy. <laughs> <laughs> AKA LA Jules, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we here, we here, we here. Now, before we start the episode, I just want you guys just to take a few minutes just to you know you're on youtube right now you're watching the video just click like subscribe post notifications and just share the video out man you know you support us we support you and the support keeps going mm -hmm. if you're listening to the pod on whatever platform as well audio wise follow the pod share the episode like it run it up all them things they are man make sure you comment as well all those things yeah especially every every single topic that we go through Leave your two pence, yeah? The more oh. two pence you, you, you drop, the more pounds we have. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That wasn't a pause, right? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, that's, that's all right. You that can get away right. just, just making sure. I'm just making sure. You say some bad things <laughs> off air, bro. So I'm glad it's not continued, man. <laughs> well, I'm about to turn up now. Talking about pounding, <laughs> the oh, Denver Nuggets pounded Miami Heat. <laughs> Damn. It was always gonna happen. Nah, it's filthy, is it bro. really a pound though? Did they really get pounded, or was it just like uh, last night they got? I don't think it's a big pound. Like they, what is it? Like what, fourteen a... points, right? No, it was or fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. Yeah, do you know what it is right? <clears throat> nah, still that's still bad anyway. But obviously the Denver Nuggets um, beat the Miami Heat in Game Three, so now they um, take a two-one lead. Um, when I look at this. There's a lot that's happened. Um, so, first, going to give flowers to the Denver Nuggets, especially to Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray. First duo in NBA history to both have a triple-double in the finals. And it's not like it was like 15, 10 to 15, 15 to like 18 points and 10 and 10. They both scored 30-plus like this is serious. What do you do? Like you got, you got sixty plus points from your star duo, along with thirty assists between them, and no thirty rebounds mm -hmm. and twenty assists mm -hmm. between them. That is crazy. Like if you deep it, that's actually crazy. Twenty assists between two guys and thirty one rebounds. 
that is, and then I'll say what 60 4 65 something points like I'm just I'm just like what do you do because first of all the Denver Nuggets adjusted to um, what Miami Heat were throwing at them in game two because they were trapping Murray a lot in game two I'm talking trap trap bando Firm, and obviously they they stopped they neutralized him to what 18 points and it was a thing where i was like okay cool he threw it at us all right thumbs up well done but then jamal murray said yeah i know these traps are coming so he's passing it quick boof 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 just bam and just even like he's even attracting it even more and trying to take them further out just so he can dish it into the paint to Jokic or Aaron Gordon cutting, or if there's KCP or Michael Porter Jr. in the corners as well, waiting to, to shoot, is raps. It's just long. I mean, it's the best thing that Miami could, no, probably they could, I don't even know what else they can do, honestly. My brain is rattled, but the Nuggets just literally, it was, the thing is, in the first half, it was very competitive. You know, I was thinking, okay, this is this is a good game. It was very competitive, very back and forth. Miami Heat were fighting, so were Denver Nuggets. And then in the third quarter, they just said, all right, cool. Well, yeah, you had your fun, but it's time to go to sleep now. No the emoji where you're sitting down. <laughs> you lean back, you sit up. You know, when you you're like that, and then you're like, all right, oh, cool, let me get this. Time to wake up. <laughs> Fam. So, I don't like, I'm very impressed the Denver Nuggets, like the way they've adjusted to the adjustment, the way they're playing as a team, the way Murray and Jokic are just so in sync. The chemistry is insane, and they're just the team chemistry as well is is is, is good as well. It's just obviously it's 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 terrifying because it's like, what do you actually do? They've adjusted to this now. We can't double Jokic because that's the, the worst thing. You can't double the tallest guy on the court because that's just easy work. He'll just average flipping 35, 20, and 20 huh. <laughs> if you do that. So, i got to say big up to the Denver Nuggets, man. It's looking, they're, they're just, even when they when they lost, it was like, it was just by, it was a bucket. Like, Jamal Murray, he just, he missed a shot. Literally, he just missed a shot. That's it. Other than that, <laughs> that's the only reason they lost. So, I was just like, even when they lost, I'm like, it was, I know it was a loss, but it's like, that ain't gonna happen again. I don't think it's gonna happen again. So yeah, and with Miami, man, Jimmy, Jimmy played well. Bam, I'm gonna give props to Bam because Bam's actually been—he's actually turned up this this series. Like I don't know what happened before in the postseason, but this series, he's been switched on. But there's things that Miami gotta do, man. Like Miami needs another shot creator. This is where the absence of Tyler Hero is really hitting because. These other undrafted guys, can't lie, they're playing cheeks, bro. Like, Struce. That's harsh, man. <coughs> like, oh, you've got to look at this, what they've done this playoffs, bro. The, the cast have done bits. Like, Struce turned up against uh, the Bulls and the play-in. You had, um, obviously, Caleb Martin turn up in numerous games in like the first round series against... Um, the Bucks and then obviously the Knicks and the, the Celtics. Gabe Vincent's done his thing, even in game two, countlessly in the series against the Celtics. Duncan Robertson dropped 10 in that third quarter, I mean, final quarter of game two. 
and in certain games in the Boston series when he came off the bench, he was effective. I think the role players have actually exceeded expectations and this is the reason why Miami are where they are. They're exceeding expectations right now with their roster. But they need to exceed expectations in these games because this is, is it yeah, but they're not, they're not going to beat the Nuggets and this is the thing that it, it takes a mad miracle to they, do it. But with the team they've got, it's hard and it's not like... The Nuggets are such an offensive juggernaut with like, and when they turn it up, to, when they turn up the notch defensively as well, and they make it hard, like you saw yesterday, they completely said, everyone else outside of Bam and Jimmy, you ain't scoring, bro. Yeah, that's the thing is that I understand what they've done, but it's the finals now and you've done a lot to get here. You can't freeze up on, you can't freeze up on me now. Like, Struess in these finals has been cheats, bro. He's been ass. He's been terrible. And it's like, this is where, like, okay, cool. I know why you're not a starter now. Why you come off the bench? Because that's probably where you're going to do most of your work. But it's been bad. I'm not, I don't think Caleb Martin has been super bad. But obviously, he could kind of have them heroic performances, you know, come alive again. But the Struess has been one issue because he's, I don't know if how he's been shooting this series. But I feel I know it's poor. I know it's very very poor. I'm. I know I saw a stat in these finals that he was like, oh, and I don't know, but check how he's been this series because I know, especially from free, I just know he's been cheats. I remember I saw something on Twitter. And I'm just like, damn, like, damn. So I was just, I'm just disappointed. Obviously, Cameron was all saying, I'm gonna just. Say what Cameron was saying. He was just saying, yeah, the the Miami role players are back to normal and this and that. They're, you know, season averages and la la la. I understand that, but all the heroic things you've done to get to where you are, this is where it's got to be, is even more important. Like, it's so, so important because well, there's no point all that effort, you're right here. And it's, it's like, because if it was a thing where they performed and it was a loss, it's like, okay. It was a game. This is going to be a back and forth sort of series. But other than that, it's been art. Like it's been bad. Like because literally, um, who was it? So, so yeah, Jimmy Bam played well. Um, I think someone else as well did. But it's just one of those where this is where obviously you're seeing the role players. Where if let's say now obviously Tyler Hero was there, then. This is where the this is where obviously he would come into play because you need his shot creating like you need his scoring. Yeah, but I still believe there. Versatility. I still believe even with Tyler Hero, they'll be short because I think it'll be a different game. Like, cause if you if you deep it, like obviously game two, yes, they won just by that amount, but then they still won. They still managed to take a game. Um, cause there's you have to understand that. Obviously, we all know a simple mass three is more than two. But it's one of the ones where you got to fight fire with fire. Jokic is going to score. Murray is going to score. And then outside of that, you're going to get a balanced effort or a decent contribution from the rest of the guys. This is where you need, obviously, Jimmy to score, which he is. Bam to score, which he is. And then Hero will keep them in the game, will keep them there. You know what I mean? So, but it was, you got, you got Shrews' stats like... Bro, game oh, three. Bro, my head. I do you think my head, bro? bro That's he, what I'm saying. Game three. What do you get? Three points. 
Yeah. Three, what was he from three? 0 for 4, 0 for four or something like that? 1 for 4. Blood, In the series, he's shooting 21.7%. Ass cheeks. He's made five three-point shots uh, in the entire series. Cheeks. I have, what, 23 shots? Blood clear. He's literally shooting 18.5% from the field. From the field as well? He's That's made five field goals the entire series. In three games, you've made five shots. And it's plus minus, obviously, he's minus 12 in game one, minus 11 in game three. So, yeah, it's not... I think we should... Like, literally, in his early in game two, where he he shot, he scored, what, four threes, 40%, right? Yeah, four yeah, threes, yeah, and then and after that, just what... So, like, bro, what's going on here? What are you doing? Basically, in game one and game three, he's, hit, he's made one shot. That's crazy. In two we games. have to deep zero points in game one of the fight. Zero as a starter. So he's basically had three points. <laughs> Are you not revolted? No, hold on. He's <laughs> had three points in 45 minutes of the NBA finals. In game one and game three combined Trash. is four points. Trash. No, sorry, three points. Which is mental. Trash. Yeah, that, that you can't. Excuse that's at this at this level when it's the NBA finals, you kind of have starters. Unless he is an outstandingly insane, if he defender. was if he was guarding Murray and keeping Murray to like fifteen points or making Murray struggle, that's a difference. Then he's actually doing something effectively. I mean, he's not scoring, but if he's at least slicing Murray's points in half, cool. But we all know that's not happening. It's not happening. This is the finals. I tell me zero points in game one. In game three, three points, one field goal. Come on, man, that's trash. Yeah, that that's that that's is not trash. Like, what, what are your what are your thoughts as anyway? Like, we've obviously it was game three and just what's I been mean, happening. You man? know me, I've got a lot of I love my stats. I love a lot of in depth, and obviously yeah, man, I'm looking true, at it two ways. And obviously, what you saw the way Miami managed to track. Murray, so they, they essentially, and I think Steve Kerr and Draymond did a had a Steve Kerr jumped on Draymond's podcast saying that Murray's the head of the snake in terms of the way that getting the points, the buckets, everything. Yeah, and Miami did trap him really well. Um, they I think he got what would he get 18 points in um, yeah, 18 points. And I think end of the day, you're looking at someone in Murray who, as I've said to you before, when I saw him and Mitchell go back and forth in that series in the bubble, yeah. I said, these two are playoff superstars. There's nothing yeah, that I wouldn't school. be surprised to see these two do in the playoffs because they can. They went back to back to back to back, dropping between 35 and 50 points yeah. every game. So there's nothing that Murray's doing that is surprising, especially yeah. with Jokic. However, I need to break down how good they have been together. Like you're looking at um I think they're the first duo in NBA history to, like you said, score um thirty point triple double mm-hmm. in and like they're the first duo to to have in the same game in that's regular yeah, season game, yeah. playoffs, thirty point triple double duo is insane. So that's it's never been seen insane. outside of this in NBA history, regardless. Crazy. Then you're coming into the fact that this is the first finals duo that has even hit a triple-double together. 
Mm. And like you said before, it's not even like it's... I'm not really going to say there's such a thing as a meaty triple-double, it? But it's... Do you know what I mean? There's levels. There's man getting 11, 10, 10. Bro, these men are getting 30, 20, 10 or 35, 10, 10. Like, and then you jump onto Jokic now. He's the first player since Shaq to get 20 and 20 in a finals game. He didn't only get 20 and 20. Man said, I'll get 30. What did he get? 32, 21. I'll even give you 10 rebounds because I'm a, I'm a generous guy. So I'm not only getting 20 20s, bro, which are rare, which is mm. insane for a center in itself. I'm going to add 10 more points. I'm going to even give you 10 rebounds because I'm a generous guy. And it's like, you're looking at two players that are potentially two of the greatest duo superstars we've ever seen in the NBA Finals. Like, only deluded people could come and say this. And this is their first finals. In Shaq and Kobe's first finals, they had, in their first finals, yeah, parents as a duo, they had 53.6 points per game, 21.3 rebounds, and 6.5 assists per game. Here, the comparison. <laughs> Jokic and Murray, 59.3 points per game. That is, oh, that is six points per game more. Rebounds per game is 20.7. It's just it's 0.6 rebounds less. Here, this one. 19.3 assists per game. That is 13 more assists than Shaq and Kobe. And we know Shaq's not a passing player. So that all that most of that is most of the passing would have gone through Kobe. But we're talking well, about Kobe, even like even Kobe the first like that. And that's deep because you said it was what 19 assists. And you have to deep as well is 19 assists, yeah, and at least 15 of those are free. Oh. And, it, and it's like you said, it's the ways, it's, it's the way they, they're dishing it out. It's who they're dishing it out. And it's the timing. It's the it's it's what it leads to. It's not just two-point field goals. It's freeze. It's 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 just brilliant to watch. Like, And I saw when people, I, I saw them against us, and I said, this team are another level. Like, I always knew, like we said it coming into the postseason, you had your doubts and the nuggets and hate saying that. Yeah, Everything about yeah. Jokic, which we'll come into when it's but done. I, I didn't say not about Jokic. Yes, not about not about Jokic. No, I said I don't care. But but you know it is you see with me, yeah. Like I was saying that, yeah, they're not going to do nothing. Obviously, with me, yeah, my mistake is that I was saying this, and they wasn't fully healthy, meaning Jamal Murray wasn't there. Because the post two seed pass. Two postseasons, he hasn't been there. It's just been Jokic, isn't it? Yeah, and the last time was the conference final, and they was only able to win one well, against the Warriors. I think went to six, mm -hmm. and another game I think went to five. So it was like, mm, I don't know. But then, then I had to. I should have woken up because now I have to actually look at their roster, the moves they made in the in the off season and the trade deadline, because adding Aaron Gordon. Nice, and then obviously Michael Porter Jr. was already coming to his own. That, that draft alone, that draft was that, and then says it all. in what they've done in the trade deadline and stuff like even obviously getting Bruce Brown because mm -hmm. Bruce Brown for the next he was good, he was really good. So getting Bruce Brown there, getting Reggie Jackson there, obviously hasn't really played minutes like that, but just even the Michael Brown, bro, bro, the, that rookie, yeah, he's even boying out like the coach that he's come into and how he is is like he's just fitting well, like he just does what he needs to do, his little steals momentum stuff and when uh, honestly even when he 
goes and dunk, like it may not be a mad flashy dunk, but even when he gets to steal and dunks the ball, you get gas. You saw it yesterday what it did. You bro. just get gas yeah. like we got the steal, boom, I'm just like, yo. And me, I saw that and I was like, yo, okay, cool, let's go. And it wasn't like a, anything special. We just got the steal, boom, passing lane, went, boom, but it was still momentum. So just imagine you being his actual teammate and you're seeing that. You're just getting flipping gas. So I'm just like looking down the line like this Nuggets team, the way this front office has structured and put it together, they really literally, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic were the two Lego pieces in the center and they put every single correct piece around. Like, Gordon is such a great player to slot in because he's going to play hard on defense. Like, he's going to he's gonna play defense. He's going to give the effort. You know, obviously, he's got the... the, the you know the physical attributes to do that as well especially how athletic he is as well he's there to do that we all know what kcp is kcp that kind of players on every single championship team he plays hard on defense he plays hard on offense he hits timely shots shots where teams might be going on a run maybe like a little i don't know six to to ten points they'll just be like, okay let me stop the bleeding boom hit a three bam get a steal pass out whatever or maybe someone gets still transition, whatever. He always hits those timely shots which shifts the momentum and stops the bleeding. And then Michael Porter Jr., this guy, he just it's just him and the basket. If he gets that, touches that ball, the team know and understand. When we pass the ball to MPJ, we're not seeing that ball again. It's going in the net. That's the all we're gonna do is ready to get the rebound or celebrating going back down the court. So you've got a sniper there. You've got some, you've got two players who are going to give their all on defense, and they don't they don't even require much on offense as well. They just play, if the shots there, they'll, they'll they'll take it. If the cuts there, you're going to see. And the thing is, it's like nothing goes to waste. If someone's open, he'll be found and he'll hit that shot. If someone's cutting, he's going to be found and he's going to make that basket. So it's like they've really put this team to like say essentially. Marian Jokic, whatever you guys want me to do, we'll do. Like on defense, we got you guys, no matter what. Like obviously, you do whatever you can do, but we got you guys on defense, the passing lanes, no matter what, we got you help, we're there. And you saw even the shot on LeBron where obviously Aaron Gordon played good defense and then even though LeBron got the bump and could have made that shot, but then Jamal Murray playing help and getting his hand on mm-hmm. the ball, distracted, even though LeBron kind of still no, he didn't even get a shot off because that slowed the momentum down of it and then Aaron Gordon was able to block it. Like, yeah. just seeing that chemistry and effort alone because sometimes you may not see someone put the ball, they might play help and they may not, you know, take that risk and boom, hand on the ball, whether it may be a foul or not. Like, they don't take that risk, but Jerome was like, you know what, cool. Even if he was on, that was that would have been his last foul to get out of the game. He would have still made that same play. So you can see how constructed this team is and it's serious, like, from top to bottom, serious that you honestly can't do anything with them. Like, and this is the thing: there's only really and truly there's only two teams that I would have put against them that would have been good enough to on defense to at least even if it was Jokic maybe scoring, but everyone else was like getting suffocated to an extent. Only two teams who would have been would have caused a real battle for this Nuggets team. The bottom team, I would have said Clippers, purely because of the in terms of the depth, 
they're just equally as good. And if they the depth that they have, Clippers are full of good two ways to guard all the wings. Even if Jokic is having his way, they still got how many defenders? They've got how many defenders to throw at Murray, to throw at Gordon, to throw at KCP, to throw at MPJ. Like bearing in mind, you will have obviously with footy team you'd have PG and quite like you'd have PG on Murray, you'd have Kawhi with these flipping gigantic hands playing help on Jokic on like that's the that's that's a team where in terms of the depth and in terms of the positions, cool. But another other team that I think that you know what they match very well against this team is the Bucks because they've got the 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 height to compete against them. They've got the players to play defense from guard perimeter to interior. But these teams aren't there, and even so, if there was there, it would it would still be a battle because the way this Nuggets team is, it is an issue and. That comment that Steve Kerr made, very, very key. And what I realised, Murray is the head of the snake. Jokic is the foundation of it because he's making everyone function as well as they can. But Murray is the head of the snake where he's the venom. He's causing these attacks that are just like, yo, again, bro, I've got to go past this screen of Jokic. Okay, I've gone that now. He's, he's doing all this. He's shooting shots off the dribble. Like I was even seeing a play where how they countered um, the the trap was so nice. Where it was very simple, it was just a handoff into shot straight, and it was like, cool. They passed the ball to Jokic, and then Murray's just gone like, okay, just walked a bit to the right, knowing that Jokic is going to screen. He didn't even look at him. He didn't look mm-hmm. at Jokic at all. And this is how so in sync they are. He didn't look at Jokic. He passed the ball to him, looked away. He didn't care about that. Just looked away, walked away. Boom, cut round, and Jokic yeah, was yeah, set yeah. for the screen. Set, run back. And as he was set for the screen, Jokic just threw the ball in the air just where Murray's going to run into it. Boom, run into it. Bam, shot, mate. And it's like, to defend that is so hard because you essentially have to kind of see that happening before where, right, cool, this screen's going to come. I'm going to hedge hard. And even if someone, even if Bam, Bam even tried to contest shot today, even if Bam hedged very hard, pause, and interrupted, Jokic is running into the basket and now you're going to have what someone who's what 6'4", six, 6'5", six, trying to stop Jokic in the paint. Pause. But Jokic is a thick guy. He ain't stopping him. He's backing you down and he's going to the paint. Serious pause. Serious pause, but this is serious stuff. Damn. <laughs> I remember one of my friends here said this about Jokic, yeah? And it was so it was, it was was such a pause. But it was like, he likes he said the stick. The thicker the better. So he he likes. I was like, wait, wait, what? Hold up, wait yeah. a minute, wait That's a minute. That's what he said. What? But he was saying like he was saying from time ago, and this when I was writing off nuggets from from early. But he was telling me time ago. Listen, Jokic is serious. The way he is with his physique, don't let that boy get in shape, and be able to move because the strength that he will have, and the way he will move, and the way his game is, is gonna be serious. And it's just so perfect because Jokic isn't such a normal center where he's just dominant in the paint and scoring but no matter where you put him on offense he's effective in the post he will score find someone on the perimeter find someone cutting on the perimeter he'll find someone cutting he can take the free he can like there's no besides even defensively he's been stepping up there's been no crack in his game because bro no matter where you have him on the court he's a threat it's just a threat passing Scoring, inside, mid-range, outside, like, just everything. Wing, corner, post, everywhere on the court. 
So just thinking, f- that's why my man ever doubled him. Was like, there's nothing we can do with that guy because if we double him, it's peak. So we have to try and suffocate everyone else. That's the only way I see Miami being able to pull this off is if they suff- manage to suffocate Jamal Murray, number one, and then maybe two other, other starters on, on, on there. And then maybe it's just Jokic kind of giving all the effort where it's like, he's tiring him out because he has to really do even more than what he's supposed to, isn't it? So, but this is just looking too mad, man. I don't see a way for Miami to, like, well done for them, you know, getting a game, game two. You know, unlike some, certain man couldn't get a game of them. Ryan, what could you do? Um, yeah, but yeah. I think you've got to look at what Miami have done. And they've done some things well. Like you said, in game two, we saw they trapped, they did the zone really well. But the problem is, is just as soon as Denver figure it out, like you said about the whole, I saw it countless times yesterday. Like Murray will get the ball and it's all these blind screens. The ball's in Jokic's hand. He's doing the Steph Curry, running around his own man. His defender's chasing him. Then he'll run around again. So he's ran in front of him. Now he's running Mm. behind him, pause. His defender's just chasing him around. And then before you know it, his person that is on Jokic either switches on to Murray because Mm -hmm. his defender is behind Jokic and then Jokic drives to the rim. Or his defender that's on Jokic stays on him. Murray's now cut through, has an open lane, and Jokic just finds him anyway. So that happens countless and countless of times. And I think what you saw yesterday was, I think the Nuggets didn't even shoot that great like they scored 109 points and they went 5 of 18 on three pointers so they didn't even have an outstanding game from the three point line the game was really lost on the inside yesterday like the heat shot 34 of 92 from the field mm-hmm. and 11 of 35 from the three point from rate. the field 34 of what how many 92 92 shots mm-hmm. I was four, 32 34 of 92 30, wow and 11 of 35 oh god that is hair, a hair howler the, hair the paint hair the paint in the paint the Nuggets outscored them 60 to 34 oh my and they out rebounded them by 25 58 to 33 bro but that is who is the difference in that Jokic got what 21 by himself and then Murray got 10. So that is that it. Really is half the re- that is it. Jokic and Murray. Wait, how much and how much Miami? How many how many rebounds? Miami had total rebounds of 33. So you, and Jokic between Jokic and, and Murray, Murray, that was what, 31. 31. So basically Jokic oh and Murray days. essentially out-rebounded. Like they got the same amount of rebounds as the whole Miami Heat team yesterday. So and the role plays are just they're just there. It's like we do our jobs. We don't even need to go crazy like we said it at the beginning of the um, of the pod about how the Heat, the Heat players, the Heat um, bench needs to go crazy. Like we said it about the Heat bench needs to go crazy or needs to play at a level that is above their season averages yep. to even have a chance. But the Nuggets don't have to because they've got these two ridiculous superstars that can just drop triple their effective in everything. So we're not just talking about the point scoring. Where they're dropping 32, 33 points. Jokic's dropping 41 in a loss. And Murray's putting all on himself because he hit 18. That's not bad. Do you know what I mean? Game three now, you're seeing it's not just the points. It's the assists. It's the rebounds. When you're saying they, Jokic and Murray had 31 assists. The Heat total assist was 33. 
they're doing their bits on the boards. These are not just defensive uh, defensive rebounds. They're also offensive rebounds. Yep. This all counts. And we said about Jokic coming into the playoffs about how defensively, da 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 da, like especially when it going into the MVP thing, him and Embiid, that like, he's not the best defensive center in the league. What we've seen the Nuggets do is, firstly, any bit of that negligence or whatever you would call it around his defensive liabilities, they've completely made it look like, and Jokic has stepped up, that it's not an issue. And secondly, you're seeing him grabbing 20 rebounds. I've seen him grab 25 rebounds in this postseason. Jokic has been cleaning up the boards, bro. Cleaning. Dinner time. <laughs> uh, literally, just nyam, 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 nyam. Boards, bro. And it's like, He's played up against what? In the sea in this playoffs, who's he gone up against? Hear me out, yeah? Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. Rightly so, I would say if he's a, if you class him as a center, he's gone up against him. Even if you don't, he's gone up against Gobert. Yeah. This playoffs, Gobert, Towns in the first round. Depending on matchups, you'll say probably Gobert. Cool. Is Gobert a top five to ten center in the league? Everyone would argue. Definitely top ten. Top five is da 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 da. Cool. That's one. Next round, he faces who? Ayton. Ayton is a is a center who's been to the NBA Finals. He's young, athletic. He's young, well. athletic. Again, top ten center in the league. You'd probably say because the you center can make an argument because the center position isn't the strongest in terms of depth. Yeah. The, the, the top two or three, two especially. But that's supposed to be a nightmare. For, like it's not like he's he's at the same height or maybe a bit taller than Jokic. No, nah, it, it, it's not an e- in terms of matchups. It's not easy. It's not barbecue. It shouldn't yeah. be barbecue chicken because not all centers would like. Aiton is still regarded as a better center in the league. Do you know what I'm saying? Cleaned him up, off the balls, everything. Same dominance. Then goes up against AD, who everyone can clearly see is been the best defender in the playoffs this season in terms of the blocks he was averaging. The way he was able to manipulate, even you saw against Golden State, against smaller guys. AD was relentless on defence this postseason. Yeah? Cleaned him up. Cleaning boards, scoring the same, everything, dominant. He then goes up against Bam, who is, for me, the third best centre in the league. The same thing. Cleaning up boards, cleaning up assists, cleaning up points. It's, not, it's Embiid's fault he couldn't have got here to be hit because he would have done the same thing. Yeah. All I'm saying is there's nothing no one can do. And I, it's, when I've watched basketball for a very long time, I've, you see things occur, it's repetition. And you just see it within different forms or different teams and different people just come and it replicates. Like, I honestly see in a... They play a bit and quite a lot like the Mavs. But I think the way the San Antonio Spurs played with Tim Duncan... Tony Parker, and I'm talking about, it's not just, because the Mavs did it for one season and they won the chip, but I'm talking about the dominant factor the San Antonio Spurs mm-hmm. had, where they were getting to NBA finals, or at worst, conference finals, and it's a shock they're not in the NBA finals. I think this is what you're going to see with the Nuggets. The Nuggets will be there or thereabouts each and every season, barring, I'm talking about conference finals or NBA finals, and if they're not, to me, it's an upset. And that's how the San Antonio Spurs did it. Because it's not just the two or three players they've got. It's the, it's the way the team is moulded. And the only thing that changes is what? Players turn too good, they'll cut out for more money. That's all that's really going to happen. 
You know, that's an interesting like, comparison with the Spurs because I'm not saying this Denver Nuggets team is a better version of the Spurs or they're exactly like them, but in terms of their layout, like they've got a guard who can pass, can score, and like Tony Parker was a problem in these things as well. They've got a big man who's dominant as well, like how Tim Duncan was. And then the cast that they have around them, like it, it fits. It's like essentially they kind of followed that model, but but then just kind of put it in their own way. Like, you know what? We've got a good scoring guard here. We've got two, three guys who can play defense, who will put their bodies on the line. It's very yeah, like they've they've really kind of taken a blueprint from them and put it in their own way. And even these things about rebounds there, what I realise as well is that even obviously the thing is right, even if you try and box out Jokic, yeah you can box him out, but that has it has to be from close to the perimeter as possible. Because if you're trying to box him out close to the basket, it's tough because like for example with A D when AD was boxing him out, but it was kind of closer to the basket, Jokic would still have a chance to get around because obviously the wingspan, obviously Jokic is seven foot, so he's got like a few inches on, on AD. So that even if the ball just goes slightly just next to AD, sort of just close, whatever, he's able to still, even if he taps it up, taps it back where he can then secure it, is a problem. Like it's, it's very hard to actually stop him because most of these rebounds... He's just always there in the area. He's always there. So it's very tough, man. Like, man. Like, obviously, yes, it's cool that Miami got here. But like I said, role players, there's more shots available. You've got to step up. You got. You, this is all the stuff you've been doing beforehand is where you need to do it now. That 50%. 40 45 plus shooting um team Miami has to come about otherwise this could very they could very easily not win another game and let me let me jump on that because I know we have timings and everything but yeah. I think it's very important for people to understand that this Miami team can get away with <laughs> like the, the 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 intensity they play with especially on defense and hassling people and being able to to make it very difficult for teams to score, doing the zone defense as you saw against Boston, mm. there's certain things that Miami team can do, and they they've been making their shots. Like, but I feel like when it's the Nuggets, it's almost like you kind of shut down Murray for about three to four minutes. Jokic is going off, and then if he's not going off, he's making sure someone else is going off, even if it's not Murray. Do you get it? Yeah. So that in that. Spur, it could be KCP, it could be Bruce Brown, it could be Braun off the bench, it could be Michael Porter Jr., it could be Gordon in the post, like, or in the paint, whatever it might be. Different ways, and then it's just like, cool, Murray and Jokic, we just take it in turns. Boom, 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 boom. And what Miami are trying to do is, when they went in a lower, you saw it yesterday in the third quarter. Yeah, I think the Nuggets outscored them off the top of my head by 15. No, it was a 15-point game going into the fourth, and then it went up to 21. So they outscored them by nine points in the third quarter. And within that is all you saw the Nuggets just say, you know what? We're going to step up our defense on Miami. So you are not scoring. Like in the first half, you saw Caleb Martin get, you remember when he did the um, 
the, the what was it the dunk or the shot? I can't remember what shot it was, but he looked at J Cole and it was that it was gassy. He did another one where he looked at um, what's it Dwayne Wade? He was on the the the, the, the court side as well. So mm-hmm. Everything they had their moments, but it was like Nugget said, "This ain't happening again." No, yeah. no, this ain't happening again. You ain't getting this eight eight minute eight point burst just like that where you've got you've hit two threes yeah, that was it he hit two threes he's hit two threes he made a, a decisive cut to the lane gassing up the crowd we're not doing this today that ain't happening again and I think third quarter when they shot that down and said we will play the defence because it's on us like Nuggets know they're the best team when we step up and we play they can't do nothing and I think this is the difference with the Miami Heat team compared to the other rounds is Miami Heat could step up their defence against I've got one more point after this against the other teams and shut down Donovan Mitchell and in for the um for the Cavs matter what Cavs sorry shut down what's his name um like Randall whoever it is for the Knicks and then shutting down well, Tatum as they did a couple games and then Brown might be going off but they'll shut him down with the zone defense and then going back to the first one when it was the Bucks when shutting down Drew Middleton when Yanis came back they had ways to do it but I think when they step up their defence here the Nuggets are so gifted it doesn't really make a difference and you said it in game two essentially they were a Jamal Murray make which he has made shots like that before many times from that going OT and then it could easily be looking at a sweep do you know what I'm saying so yeah credits them for holding the off and whatever it might be but that could have that shot had gone in. We're looking at another different series, potentially 0 3 down. Mm. And my final point, which annoyingly has just eluded me, yes, um, was on like Butler and Bam yesterday. As much as they did, like Butler had 28 points, um, he didn't shoot the best. I mean, he shot what? Um, 11 for 24. Mm. And then Bam was a, had his third great game. He hit 22, for, 22 points and 17 rebounds. But the difference I think you're seeing in the other series is that, and you said it to Cam, that you felt Butler was not coasting, but he was preserving his energy. Mm. And what you're seeing in the finals is Butler, pause, has to give it on the offense side, yeah, and go to it and say, I am going to give my all and say, boom, I'm going to get these points. And what makes it even worse in this series is he has to go with Murray on the defense bro and it's draining because in the other series he didn't have to go against the best players he didn't have to do both ends like other than that 50 what 55 whatever it was that insane game where he went crazy against the Bucks, and like he's had himmy butler moments across this but i'm saying on both ends where he's had to exert so much energy he's doing that relentlessly in this series where he's dropping the bucket and as you saw yesterday those moments it was just them two versus them two but because the nuggets are unfortunately the better two in terms of offense and everything and have a better cast it's easier like yesterday you're seeing it what murray will hit a bucket sorry butler will hit a bucket murray's on the other end he's guarding him but murray isn't guarding butler do you know what i'm saying like it's crazy because murray isn't guarding butler yes you can say Jokic might be guarding bam but what makes it crazy is because of the length pause of jeff green and Gordon, they can do switches. Do you get it? Yeah, like they could do switches and they can do it on Bam. So what I'm trying to say is, in the other series, Bam and Butler could go against whoever it is and maybe not have to defend their best players. But in this one, them, their best to. two offensive players are having to defend 
Nuggets best two offensive players on yeah. the. D- so they're doing it on. So it's draining. It's techy, yeah. Because even just to finish that point, because that they're doing that, bro. Like you have Jimmy on Murray, and then obviously Bam on Jokic. But then what? MPJ six ten, Gordon is six eight. So who's then guarding MPJ? What Caleb Martin six five? Come shoot, on, shoot over <laughs> and then who's gonna be something? And we saw what Aaron Gordon did in game one, where he, he was just going off twelve points first quarter. Oh come on, just going off. So it's it's techie. And you said as well that um, what's it? Denver Nuggets didn't shoot well from three, but it was inside. Wasn't it that you said time ago as well that Miami were one of the worst teams defensively in the mid range area in the two point yep. field? This is what's being other exposed. Other than the Hawks, this playoffs. Yeah, other than the Hawks, this is what's being exposed. And the thing is, yeah, as well as that, against like the Celtics, they could play a zone. Yeah. Because Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, their games wasn't able to transcend beating a zone. Mm. Whereas Murray and Jokic, you can. Because they are efficient and good shooters and so is the rest of the team. Like with game one, I can say, yes, Miami, did. They, they had a lot of good looks. They just missed. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing, it's a make or miss league. But I say it's tough because it's like, like you said, either way, with Jokic as well, how he also preserves energy is that on offense, he won't sometimes have to do much where he's just assisting. There's times where he will go and score, he has energy, he'll go and score, then he'll be like, okay, let me rest a bit. Now I'm just going to get in my assist bag. Boom, boom, boom. Murray here, KCP here, MPJ, then everyone else goes off. When he comes back on defense to guard Bam, Bam could be on the three-point line and Jokic can just chill at the free-throw line because is Bam going to be shooting for that? But whereas when Bam is coming against Jokic, there's a lot of energy he's taken out if you're in the if you're in the, in the the paint. Plus, if you're in the perimeter, you know he, can, he will take and make a shot. So it's more where this is where now, like I say, the skill gap is better. Like between, between those two, Jokic and Murray can both shoot from the three efficiently. Mm-hmm. When you go to the other side now, Bam ain't shooting from the free. He's just starting to show his mid-range game this series, which has been an issue. And Jokic has said it as well. But then Jimmy Butler, it's not a strong three-point shooter. And then this is where I'm just going to channel my inner Cameron right now, where Jimmy Butler's bag, like, because he gets a lot of hard-working, tough buckets, is going to be more draining. He gets a lot of tiring, tough layups, Mm. You know, tough mid-ranges is very, very great. Like, you go and do that, then you're running back and chasing Murray off screens where he's kind of showing a bit of Steph Curry's snake movement out here, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, he's he's moving a lot. So it's very tough. And because the energy you're going to exert trying to score inside is very, is very, very techy where they can make a shot. Like, if I run down, catch, shoot, and I run back, I can still have energy. Whereas if I'm dribbling around, boom, boom, contact, mid-range or tough layup and then I have to run around then guard is long whereas Jokic is calm on defence on Bam as if he's outside the, the mid-range area and then Murray's not even who's Murray guarding probably what Struess Struess who's who's flipping only made he made what what <laughs> what's he doing <laughs> you're not you don't, you don't have that's, that's a rest he's not defending bro he's basically a referee bro literally she's a referee he's a referee who's scoring in half time <laughs> that, that's what's happening so it's techie but to, to obviously round this up because of the Let me drop one thing before we round it up. Yeah, yeah. drop one thing. Because okay. I know you were saying about Jokic always scoring an assist and how he, he saves his energy. Before yeah. we move on, in game one, yeah, mm-hmm. 
Jokic, through three quarters, scored or assisted on 69 of the Nuggets' 84 points oh. through the first three quarters. The Miami Heat had 63 points in total in that same time. Oh. He assisted or scored in... Bro. 69 of the Nuggets' 84 points in game one through three quarters. Scored or assisted? Miami Heat had 63 points in total. So Rodney... As you correctly said, he's not just the scoring. He doesn't need to exert all his energy there. If you can just exert it, dishing it out, then oh, he peak. can literally run to three point line, take a breather, get the ball up here. Oh, your cut, boom, <laughs> one hand, bro. And when you're saying it's true, being honest, you play basketball a lot more than I do. That's not draining if you're Jokic. That's saving your energy, no? Honestly, you're getting there. Cool. Where are you? Where are you? Alright, cool. Alright, let's go. Damn, that's why he had energy, energy to get these rebounds, man. Mm. But yeah, Pat Riley, just to close off as well, Pat Riley said as well, no rebounds, no rings. So that's something, man, we really need to focus on and they really need to, yeah, flip that switch to try and get rebounds. But um, yeah, man, no, it was uh, this, the series. This is a very enjoyable finals. It has been back and forth so far. So um, yeah, but talking about Jokic just getting the ball passing out and waving, a certain player got waved. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! <laughs> That was too smooth. I've been consistent, you, you know. know you I've been, been consistent. That was actually hard. Come on. Come on. That was not needed. Listen. So, Christopher Emmanuel Poole. Emmanuel. Mr. Injury, Mr. CP3, no rings. CP0, no rings, no nothing. No wahala, no wahala yourself out of this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, as most of you can see and hear, I'm a very happy person. Um, do I hate Chris Paul? No. Um, does he deserve less? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> do you know what it is, yeah? Chris Paul pisses me off. Like, he's been pissed off. Like, Anasai injuries are part of the game. But every time, Clippers, injury, when it was at the Rockets, they was essentially could have won a ring then or could have gone to the finals. What happened? Injury. Suns, injury. Like, it's enough. And I don't understand. Like, I understand he helped them get to the finals and they said, yeah, take this bag. Sometimes people, you need to relax. He's older. You don't have to give him a bag. Like, you don't have to. But, let me say, so the Suns, uh, obviously they've hired Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel said something, which um, he said that he wants to get um, Aiton back to kind of, he wants to get Aiton to all-star level, right? Cool. So, yeah, he mentioned stuff about Aiton. Didn't say anything about Chris Paul. So, that already was like, hmm, what's happening here? He's not talking about he's starting point guard. Hmm. Okay. And then what happens? Son said, yeah. Christopher. <laughs> this is the last, last time you're gonna be in, in, in this <laughs> in in this franchise, Rob. This is the last time we're gonna be in this team facility. And they waved him. Rightfully so. Like, sorry, yeah, like that obviously what you Rob, to get waved, you're still getting paid. You still got your peas. It's alright, man. Bust up, man. Retire, whatever. I don't know. One of those two things. But it's like, it was time, man. Because he was what? He was was he injured for the whole of the series for against the Nuggets? Or was it against the Clippers? No, he got injured. I'm pretty sure he got injured in the um the second round series. So Clippers, and then he missed he missed the Nuggets like the games within the Nuggets. Bro, it's like, 
every single time. And the thing is, I can't lie, well done to the Suns because they had to understand this guy is what, 38 years old? He's old. He's 38 years old and he's been injured constantly in the postseason from Rockets to Suns. Like, he's been injured. We can't keep him. No, we, like, they can't keep him for another year because history is going to repeat itself. But like, it's honestly is going to repeat itself. Like, it's too much. They had to get rid of him. They had to waive him. And it makes sense because now they've got room to bring someone in. I don't know who, but there's a lot of other guards you can bring in that's going to be available because that's what they need. They also need a playmaker. So, for me... Am I happy about this decision from the Suns? Yes, I'm extremely happy because Devin Booker deserves more. Like, yes, you've, I'm not going to say Chris hasn't helped him in his game in any way, but sorry, man, your time's done. Like, you might just be a, I don't know, be a play developer or something. I don't know, man, but maybe it's, it's time to put it to rest. Um, but I want you to give me your thoughts mm-hmm. on this Suns decision. Then once you have, then I want to ask a follow-up question with certain things that have been said. So I don't want you to mention about something that's been said, but what are your thoughts purely on this move by the Suns waving Chris Paul? I think you, we spoke about Chris Paul, we spoke about Aiton mm-hmm. after the series was done. I think we were in unison that it was possibly the best thing for the Suns to leave him, Suns and Chris Paul to depart. Yep. Um, Mutually, I think this is the best move for both parties. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you alluded to it's not the first time um, Chris Paul has been injured in like a crucial moment for a franchise. And obviously you're looking at it as like when, like with Chris Paul, he is declining. Like there's no hiding. There's no, it's not. <laughs> that nigga declined. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be generous right now. Like it's not like a LeBron where you, you, you're questioning his decline. You're like, Arts, the foot injuries, this is that. With Chris Paul, it's very evident. Yeah. Like it's not just the, um, yeah, it's not just the way he he plays on the court and his knack for defense. And you're seeing players and, and the stronger point guards, the stronger guards in the league really target him um, on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. You're seeing someone that actually isn't contributing that much offensively. Yes, he gives out a lot of assists, whatever it is, but he's not scoring. Like you're not seeing Chris Paul get a stretch of five to six games where he's averaging above even 15 to 20 points. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not a strong offensive player in the league. And you're looking at, there's a load of guards, Pauls, that are much better than him in this position. And it's there's no hiding in that. So for me, when he's commanding that money and the Suns are way over the luxury tracks, even with waving him, they're still over it. Um, I, I want to just read out a couple of quotes that Paul said in the after the exit interviews when they left he said I've been in the NBA a lot longer than some people who've been covering it mm-hmm. I remember when the games ended in 85 to 80 scores I don't talk about it too much but I know this game just about better than anybody I put that up against anybody this that's not going to change my knowledge of the game and we're going to keep putting in work I hear that bro but you declined if you've been here since when it's been 85-80 bro it's time to go bro there's no flipping excuse like Yes, you've been NBA longer than a lot of people have been covering all that stuff and 85, 90, yeah, but the game has flipping changed. Changed, bro. Shut up, man. Shut up. You're not an all-star like, level player. No, the game has right? changed. Now you need to score. Not saying defense is not saying defense is not important, but you need to score. If you're not carrying your weight offensively, yes, you can give assists. 
and that has to stay at a high number but you still need to contribute because if on whatever team they put you you're going to be one of the top players on the team for some reason so you have to contribute you have to otherwise what's the point what is the actual point you're looking at Chris Paul he's averaging like career lows do you know what I mean it's like his points his average in his career 17.9 mm-hmm. he's averaged his career low 13.9 last season like we're talking there's players on benches that averaged more than that last season and it's not a dig too much at Chris Paul but it just shows that listen there's some guys on benches that are young fresh they need that starting or they kind of deserve warrant a starting place yeah. and I'm not saying you don't because you are one of the greatest to play the game I know people talk about point God bruv this guy's knowledge of the game crazy you can't question it and you got campaign he's able to come in and score 30 points come on man. like it's it's getting to a, a place whereby like it's not there's not really much I can see you doing to improve the situation especially the money you're commanding and this is where I think I don't know if you want to talk about his next move or where I think he goes so yeah I want to let me ask right. this so there have been rumours that he's definitely or he's going to the Lakers. Yeah. Now, before I say anything about this, what are your thoughts about this? Now, I'll rumor? be brutally honest, innit? If Chris Paul can come to us and he's on very little money, like we're talking psh, no more than eight million a year, I'll take that because he's someone that can come in veteran presence that we had with Rondo. We've had it when we've been to the latter stages of... And we possibly lacked that against the Nuggets. Someone that could, if he was fit, come in, point guard, and kind of just change things up because you saw D'Lo... You saw D'Lo do absolutely nothing. <laughs> and at his lowest. <laughs> he's at his lowest, literally. Do absolutely nothing. And I'm not saying against the Nuggets he would have been the decisive factor. Absolutely not. We still would have lost... We might not have got swept, but what I'm trying to say is is moments where he can come in and kind of command that ship. And it's more of about, I look at things like nurturing Reeves, like making sure that we have better decision-making outside of LeBron having to just say, I'm going to do it. On a veteran presence. Mm. That's, that's, that's it. Like, you have to come in on a veteran presence, on veteran presence is money. I can accept that. If you're coming in trying to command even what D-Lo's asking. Nigga, get the fuck out of here. I don't want you near my franchise. Because <laughs> you, you're not getting... I don't want to see that kind of money and see you earning that. It's mm-hmm. not even a dig. Like you said, you've been waived. You've got your peas. Big man, be, be a veteran. Yeah, man. Be a 38- to 39-year-old declining point guard with the bold heads. There's better them. Remember them? Every time in the NBA, oh, there's man. these point guards that are just veterans. They're all bold. Be one of them, nigga. That's what you are, my nigga. Like, do your job, bro. If you're coming to my team, big man, I want to see you starting if man are injured. I would be, for for me, right, if I'm the Lakers, I'm making sure this deal does not happen by all fucking means, bro. There's no way I'm bringing this old youth <laughs> to my team. Like, there's just no way, no chance. Like, like LeBron's the oldest player on that team. Keep it as that. Keep it as that. I don't think number one. Do you need? Do you need him? No. Not saying that. I'm not even going to put those responsibilities on the Bron anymore because I don't think he should have to control 
the team. He should just score and defend when he can in it. Do you need him? No. Would the addition be nice if it was a vet minimum? You can't compare with that. But for me, I'm just like, there's no way he's come to this team. We need to sort out what we're going to do here. We've got all these people to bring back. We've got to fill in, you know, like, okay, Schroeder wasn't all bad, but then there was things where he could do better. But I could keep him, keep him to come off the bench. That's fine. I've got to look at, okay, D'Lo now, I don't know if we want to pay him that. Like, yes, he was decent in some of the series, but then when it mattered when he needed to, he was consistently bad. And we haven't. this is not the first time we've seen this. We've seen this as well at the Wolves postseason. We've seen this. This story we've seen before. So I'm just thinking, nah, man, if there's someone else you can bring in, like, do that. I would go and do that. Because I guarantee... Yeah, that if with this roster now, I'm not saying this is going to happen and this should not happen at all and it won't happen at all. But if D'Lo wasn't there, right, and even Westbrook was there, 100% you would have got more contribution. You would have got contribution on rebounding. You would have got contribution defensively. You would have got contribution assist. And, you know, he was, was, was one prime thing that Ross is good at, attacking the basket, which is what they needed to do. So I am not trying to bring this... Zero ring dude in bag of bones at all. Like honestly, if I'm Chris Paul for me, my next move, I'm trying to make my way to the Bucks. Even if I'm coming off the bench, I'm trying to make my way there. Play with them boys there, where it will make sense. Other than that, I got a question. I don't even know. Yeah, go. So my question for you is: If you're in Chris Paul's position, mm-hmm. are you going for the bag, knowing your age, knowing that there's teams that can? afford to give you the bag that you need because of what you've done in the league what mm-hmm. you do you know what I'm saying your name or are you going like you said before on a vet minimum style to a team where you genuinely believe this is my last chance I need to get a ring like vet minimum to I'm saying I'm I'm clawing at the nuggets I'm clawing at the bucks I'm clawing at the heat I'm clawing at the lakers I'm saying I'll do it I'll do anything Give me, give me, give me one year. I'll take my bummy, whatever it is, and I want to ring, bro, at any means. Like, or is he saying, nah, bro, I need to get my money. I'm going to go Houston or someone who's got the cap space to just give him what he wants. So, I said, I'm Chris Ball. I've made a lot of money in this league already. This is last check, though. you got to remember this. This is last check. Yeah, but I remember, I've made a lot of money in this league. It's not like my contract was up as well. I got waived, so I've just gotten paid. I've just gotten paid. I've made peas in this league. What's one thing that I really, really want? That I really want these peas, which I'm still going to make peas anyway if I stop balling today because I've still got endorsements. I've still got things that I'm doing. State farm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've still got stuff like... So, for me, if I'm Chris Paul, I'm like, I've made peas. I want a flipping ring. Like, I want the ring. So, I'm saying 100% I'm finding whatever team is the best chance for me to go to and do it. Like I say, Nuggets would be a shout if it's off the bench. For example, if you can get there, if you can get to Bucks. Like, I'm looking for where I know for a fact that, even if it's not obviously, because it's not guaranteed, but it's a very high chance. If I'm looking East, I'm saying, okay, 100% Bucks. Bucks, Celtics, cool. I can look at those two because they 
Especially if I'm looking to still get a ah, bit Celtics of... Celtics less so because of Brogdon, isn't it? It's tacky. Yeah, but still, Brogdon... We have to see Brogdon's performance as well wasn't That's as... True. You need a pure... So I'm saying, yeah. if it's... I'm looking for a team to get there, 100%. If I'm looking East, I'm looking at Milwaukee Bucks and Celtics straight. That's it. Only. Because the Heat have Lowry, so don't make sense. Yeah, the Celtics, I know I can get some minutes because they need a pure point guard to play make. 100 I can get some minutes. I can help Brogdon as well. I can mentor him. I can do that. I can even help these other guards as well, these other wings, whatever. The Bucks, I can go in there, chill, do my thing, boom, calm. All the kind of That's what I'm doing because, bro, unless it's not possible or they say they're not on it, then yeah, go for the bag. But you know, I'm Chris Paul. I know and he knows. We all know. Everyone knows. He wants a ring. He's addicted to the finals, like he said. I know, addicted. <laughs> yeah. He's so addicted to it, he's not been back. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, got, he got rid of that addiction quick. But he's like, I'm not looking for the bag. I'm looking to win a ring, man. Let me win my ring and then chill. Actually, let me win my ring and bust out. Okay, wow. so if we're going off this topic and this is what we believe he's going to do, mm-hmm. and I think that's what he should do, yeah. then who is the best fit one? If you're to choose one team, and two, it, should he be comfortable coming off the bench? One team. Can we? Can we want ease one? One just straight one. One team. team. Done. Damn. Best fit. Oof. If it was to be one team, honestly, one team best fit. Is the Celtics. That's why I think just because if those guys cash out 600 mil on Tatum and Brown, we know, I'm like, I know they need playmaking. Everyone knows my nickname, Point God, all this stuff. Everyone knows I can get assists. Meaning, if I go into that team at the Celtics, I'm handing the ball. He's got a good handle. I'm handling the ball. So the turnovers are going down. Jalen Brown's turnovers are getting sliced in half at least. Jason Tatum's also turnovers, they're getting sliced down. Marcus Smart turnovers are going sliced down. So the turnovers of the whole team in general is getting cut down. I will definitely get playing time because they're going to need me out there because I don't take a lot of shots. So they can shoot. They can do all the scoring because that's not me anymore. Or if that, just like that, it's just that I can do that. So... Taking all that in, in mind, best team, 100% is the Celtics. He'll get playing time. He will play the role that the role that he's been playing for the Suns. He can play that over he can play that there in out there in Boston. He's got two young guys who are who can score and defend. Got a team around where you've still got a, another vet in Al Horford who, you know, can back you up in whatever. You've got young guys, got a good defender in Robert Williams. The team is set for him, really and truly. So I think that's the best team for him to go to. Now it's about working out the logistics. That's what I'm screaming. Chris Paul Celtics is the best fit. 100%. Yeah, if I had to choose one team, I would say that. I think... I actually I agree with you there. But I think, obviously, to be advocate, and I think the team, it's it's a toss-up, really, between those two, because I think he'll be a great fit at Boston also. 
I think the Bucks would be exceptional because I think the Bucks yeah. have in Drew Holiday, who is probably the best um, guard perimeter, because the best defending guard in the lead outside of Smart. Um, I think the he complements them, and I think the Bucks are such a strong defensive team with Bobby Portis, Brook Lopez, obviously Yanis, and Drew Holiday. They'll protect him on the defensive end, where sometimes like a guard lineup of Drew Holiday and and Paul uh, at the uh, yeah being the two guards, it seems cool. These two are small matchups, but because Drew Holiday is exceptional in the way he like hassles his um, yeah defensive players on the defensive end, he makes it very difficult to score. Even taller guards find it very difficult to score on him. It would make like when people have to switch very quickly, it doesn't make it too much on Chris Paul. And I think the way the Bucks play, in comparison to the way the Celtics play, the Celtics everything's very generated to the ISO ball, as we spoke about in previous episodes. Whereby that's not really the best game. I mean, obviously that's what they had in Phoenix with KD and Booker. But I'm talking about for Chris Paul, that's not really the best game because obviously when you're dishing out assists, if you're giving it to an ISO player. Yeah, either when you isolate, you either miss or you score in it. Like, do you know what I mean? It's mm. but when you're giving it out, I think to the Bucks, they're a very system team. Um, they're a team that run a lot of plays. They're very system based. So it's oh, it's Sutton to Yanis. Like you could see him doing the Lob City reincarnations with Yanis Lopez, Portis at the rim. And I think it's not just that; it's the way that they're able to just do things to make the team, the other role players that were meant to have contributed against Miami, but they went a bit flat. Like Connor earns the. Ingles, if some of these guys resign, the Jay Crowders, obviously some of these guys resign, mm. um, able to just get those because he's able to find these guys. Like we're saying, these people I've mentioned off the three alone, he's able to do it. And then you're looking at what he's able to find these guys with the lobs on the inside, the pick and rolls. It works for the Bucks, and I think if he's able to come in on a, on a minimum contract or something very mediocre, where he, he's coming on a contract of someone that isn't of his quality. Do you know what I mean? Where someone a player that would just be, yeah, getting six, seven minutes, but he's actually getting triple that, producing triple that, that would help because he still does play winning basketball. As much as people want to put disrespect on his name and call him a Cole, whatever you want to banter, he's still someone that would produce on the team. Like he, He'll give you something. Like his career low is 13.9 points. That isn't bad. You know what, yeah, but that's one thing I want to just challenge on is that I know you said, obviously, the Celtics and ISO ball, but they play that because they don't haven't solved this problem of playmaking. Yeah, of course, yeah. So I think with Chris Ball being there, he can implement that system and do well over there. This this Bucks fit, as I said, that's like when I was saying, I was saying those the two teams, Celtics, the two, though, yeah. Bucks and... You know, if if he was really gonna do a a, a real grimy thing, then yeah, go to the Nuggets, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> real grimy, the grimy thing. But yeah, that's the issue that the Celtics have. And I think obviously he can solve that, but he can also fit in as well with um. He can also fit. He can also fit in as well with um. Yeah, with with these guys. So yeah, but um, we'll see what Chris Paul does. What his next move is. Uh, now gonna just real quick. We got a few things just to um hear. So two two quick small things to talk about. Then we've got one major major. So um uh in terms of free agency and you know going to places, so choosing teams, what's going on, all these things. 
My boy, my guy, my brother, born one month before me, by the way, just put it out there. Yeah. Mm. Kyrie, March 23rd, that's my guy, man, I'm telling you. Whoa. Me and Kyrie mm. like this. Kyrie, <laughs> yeah, Ky- Kyrie, um, he has, he's been a bit active, obviously, obviously he said for people to stop talking about him, obviously he's and all this stuff, but one major thing that he's done is that Good thing is he wants to stay at the Mavs, which is good because usually when he says he wants to stay there, that means he's going to go. But he wants to stay at the Mavs. Mm-hmm. And also he said, I don't just want to stay, but I want to bring somebody here. I want somebody to come and help me in this situation. This nigga tries to recruit LeBron. Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> Get the fuck out. You and your one month born brother, bro. Get out of here. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Leave my goal. Let me say bar, so nigga. Is this a stinker? It's not happening. Like, obviously, LeBron came out. I might retire. You're not retiring. And you're not leaving the Lakers. This guy doesn't. He honors his contracts, isn't it? He'll, he's got one year left with us. Yeah. He'll honor it. And obviously, this time next season is a different conversation. Now, he's a free agent. And obviously, his son is now drafted into the league, isn't it? So it's what he's planned. But, mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of fits. I mean, just LeBron and Luca and Kyrie would be lit to watch. Like it's yeah. like all star. However, it's not happening. Don't take that out of your mind. So this um, situation, I got a new rating system that's just it just came to me now. So would you rate this a turnover, or would you rate this a bucket? The reason it would be a serious turnover is because the Mavs don't have anyone already as it is. It's not like they have to sign LeBron in free agency, which is already cap space. That's another thing. They have to trade for this guy. There is no way they can trade for LeBron without getting rid of nearly every other half-decent role player when there isn't many left on their team to then have three players plus nothing else. Like, we're talking bag of raggedy, raggedy, raggedy ass bones. Like, we were saying how whack their bloody... Bench got once, Doran Finney-Smith left, you know. Like some of the players that have been there in the trade to get Kyrie. Now to get LeBron, you're you're trading whatever you got left, which isn't great. You're you're finished. Like it would be great, yes, to watch three on the same court, cool. But outside of that, there's nothing. So it wouldn't work. Like, and it's not going to happen. So it would be a turnover. Fair enough. Yeah, I think it would have been lit, obviously, to see them. But that ain't going to happen, man. LeBron ain't leaving LA. We have to date, bro. His family's there. His son's going to school. That is just not going to happen. But you know what? Props to Kyrie for being courageous and bold to do that move because I don't think anyone has actually gone out there and put it out there. So, Quick question, actually. Yeah. Before, we're going to move on pretty quickly. But with this, um, we know we always spoke about how Kyrie obviously left LeBron. This is very known to mm-hmm. everyone else. Yeah. He, and obviously, you know... Um, I think LeBron tried to obviously get him back to LA a few years ago. But has this shown that firstly, their relationship is mended or completely mended? And secondly, that everyone was saying about how Kyrie left too early and it was immature. Duh, 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 duh. He is now in a place where he realised he should always have kept stayed with LeBron and so on and so forth. Yeah, so the relationship's 100% mended. It's been, I've, the relationship's been mended since Kyrie called LeBron to apologise about how hard it is to lead a team. And I remember when that happened. When, when was what? What team was he? Was it? It was, was the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. I, it was, yeah. I remember LeBron was like 
speaking. I remember it was at dinner with um, um, Kevin Love as well. And he was like, oh, how come Scary's calling me? And I think from then it was mainly because he not only apologised about saying, listen, I, kn- I didn't understand what you was going through in terms of keeping this team together and being the leader. Now that I'm doing what you have to do, understand how hard and frustrating it must be because I've, obviously he's probably coming to young guys there that are moving like him thinking bro relax like do you know who i am man's run a ring everything just like i've i've been one of the coldest skilled guards in the league since day dot so listen to me i want a ring like listen to what i'm saying i know what we have to do to get here i was next to someone who knew how to get there and was there before and i think once he said that to himself he realized rah i'm a dickhead what did i do mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think, yeah, the relationship's been mended from there and it's, it's all good. And you can tell it's been mended from time when LeBron wanted to bring Kyrie back to LA for time. And 100%, I think, do you know what, yeah? I think there's some regrets of Kyrie, obviously, leaving LeBron. Like, he's probably like, I know if I stayed with him longer, once this KD and, you know, Steph Curry thing, um, KD and the Warriors thing kind of fizzled out. We would have been right back there because they were the only team that could beat us. Meaning, they had to have four to five All-Stars just to beat me and LeBron and the team we've put together. That's serious. They literally had to do that. Like They had to do that in order to win. And even when all that was happening, when you see the way they were playing defence, Steph Curry had essentially three to four guys ready to you know, read his movements and defend him. And then Kevin Durant was on the other wing, opposite side, open. The scorer that he is, and he's just wide open. Easy work. So everybody thinking we definitely could have run, like won a ring, another ring or two, and he probably would have ended up in LA with him. When he said, you know what, I'm going to LA, what are you saying? They probably yeah. would have both been there, 100%. And guess what? He would have won definitely won one exactly yeah. with or eight, and if they still got eighty, they yeah hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like um, I think there's also not regretting in terms of learning to experience. Because if he didn't learn this, he wouldn't have had deep to what he's done and what LeBron went through. And it obviously could have been a bit mad because imagine he went to Boston, and obviously, like I always say, that first year with Boston could have been different because I think even if it was just Hayward that was injured and Kyrie wasn't, they essentially could have gone to the finals because they needed another guy to get them over the hump. And that was Kyrie. Mm. He knows how to break down that team. So if they did, obviously, he was still healthy at Boston and they went to the finals, oh my gosh. That would have put him in a whole other thing thinking, all right, cool, I've got my team first year and we've got on there. So what are you saying? I knew I could do it. Not saying that he could have, but obviously, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there wasn't a regret because obviously he went with KD, who's his guy too, and he's like, he was on the team with him. So that experience was like, I'm with my bro. And that year that they was together, they had a great solid team on the way there. Front office messed it up. But still got another guy in, in James Harden. Could have gone to the finals, but injury. So it's like, it's like there's some regrets, but there's also like, I got to still play with my guy and all this stuff. And so, a bit of unluck, unfortunate. And unfortunate, yeah, yeah because yeah. literally, if, <clears throat> if it wasn't for literally the injuries or for injuries, toe, landing, whatever, different story we could be having here. But yeah, man, 100%. So yeah, but 
I don't know what Kyrie's going to do. He's obviously going to have to be at the Mavs and see what's going to happen. Um, we'll go to another sub one quickly. So, Damien Lillard uh, was on a call. I don't know if it was a video call or whatever with someone. It was an interview. And he was saying, if out of the teams, like, if, like, New York, like, the Knicks, the Nets, Miami, whatever, all went for you, what's, which one was more likely you'd go to? And he straight out said, Miami, of course. Bam, Bam is his guy. He also mentioned the Nets. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> he also mentioned <laughs> yeah, the Nets. Last nigga. You were last nigga. <laughs> he also, no, but he mentioned the Nets after just because obviously Mikel Bridges is his guy as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with this now, it's like this has opened the door and a window for Miami to push and get Damon Lillard. So, and I think. Being for Miami being able to get Damian Lillard, Damian to go over there, it will be good because the way their culture is, the conditioning, the hard work, he's about that. The grind, he's about that. He can work well with Jimmy and Bam, he's about that. Um, obviously, Hero would definitely have to go if this was to happen. Hundred <laughs> yeah, percent, Hero would have to go. But yeah, he was hinting at that, so I'm just like, okay, this is this is good because then, like he was also saying. They have talent, obviously, to make moves in the NBA re-injury. just like to be nice because it's the Blazers and he's been there forever. But if not, then there's another conversation. And I think he needs to have this conversation and push himself to get to the heat, you know? So, yeah. But he, let me just chime in very quickly because I know we need to move on. But this is the quote he said. Yeah. And it's not about, you've just mentioned about what he said about, obviously, Miami when he was questioned. But I think this yeah. is the key thing. He said, I think I've made it clear what my wishes are. I want to have the opportunity to win in Portland. And right now we've got an opportunity asset-wise to build a team that can compete. That would be the number one thing. But if we can't do that, then obviously I've said for months now, then it's a separate conversation that we would have to have. And then he went on to say that um, we just need to let things take its course and see where it lands to go from here. But there's no guarantee that I'll be playing in June, regardless of the situation. So, just to kind of top of top of all that is like, okay, first of all, the first it was cap. They do not have the assets to build any, like no matter what. There's no way or nothing that the Blazers can possibly do in order to build a championship contending team in the West with Clippers, with Lakers, with Nuggets, with Golden State, with kings all the there's absolutely no way so that was just okay let me be nice that was that and i think it's more going to be about this separate conversation because if i'm lillard no matter what the blazers say and what they do i'm saying listen i've been here and i've devoted my whole career here and i appreciate you guys but it is time man like i don't want this to go in a nasty bad way i think we should both be able to benefit from this mm-hmm. And even though my career has kind of been like here and I haven't really done much in terms of accolades and achievements other than Rookie of the Year, but I think I've at least earned enough for you guys to send me where I want to go and to make it happen. You guys are rebuilding. You've got a young, young guys. Like it's going to take a while, but you might be able to get there in it, like sort of thing. So yeah, if that's, that's what Lillard needs to be doing, he needs to be making sure this separate conversation is being had consistently mm-hmm. now 
Now, talking about separate conversations. God damn. There's been conversations. Yeah. With certain film stars. God damn. On TL dropping, dropping news left, right, and center. center. So, what it is now, Zion Williamson. Now I know why he's been taking him so long to come back from injury. He's got a lot going on, baby. <laughs> He's got a lot going on. So, Zion Williamson. So, I, I mean, he was dating this the first film um, film star, right? Just wh- was. whoever it was. Yeah, sorry. So, he's dating. He was dating this film star. So, and Mar- Mariah Mills since 2021. Yeah, so he was dating her. She's great, by the way. On oh, yeah. Then, he decided to also impregnate another film star and i'm just like akima what is going on with this man like what is going on because what i don't understand is like first of all i don't want to i don't want to say anything mad but if that's his preference or that's what he's liked then cool each to their own but if these people have a career in a certain industry, I'm not saying they don't deserve happiness and don't deserve to live a normal life and have kids and all this stuff. But brother, <laughs> we have to understand. Like, And there's a serious conversation to also have here, which I'm going to get into, but Zion, what's going on? What is going on, bro? What is actually going on? Like, You're barely playing games. You're always injured. You're fluctuating with physique and all this stuff and conditioning, all these things there. But that don't stop you training in the sheets. <laughs> it doesn't be getting from getting busy in the sheets, but you can't go on that court and court and build stamina. I don't understand what is going on. And then this announcement of him having a child with Aki is it Akina or Akima? Akina, Akima. Akina, Aki Salt, Aki and Saltfish. So he was going to move this Mariah Mills woman to New Orleans and they was going to keep dating whatever. So, in the same week he says that to her, he's now posting all happy congratulations with another film star Mm. having a kid. And she, Mariah Mills, was going off. She was... How old is she? 30s. Has to be in the 30s. I think 30... yeah, I think 31 or something. But what she and was the, saying... even the Akima, she must be in, a, is she in her 30s as well. I don't know, bro. There's there's just too much going on. And to me, like you're saying, it's so messy. I really hope that this Akima woman isn't... Please, man, don't use this brother. Don't use this brother for... Yeah, for but you know what's going to happen, man? Like, the thing is, is that... that, that, that these these NBA ballers, they're just disappointing me with the off-field decisions. This before season. before we even get to that, yeah. what was Mariah Mills saying? Because there was, there Bro, was it's cause the saying. thing is, there's a lot, but I, it's quite explicit. Let's, okay, let's put in like, okay. Uh, I'll try and... I'll let's say about like two, two or three, and we'll just bleep out what we need to... Well, actually, this, this part is explicit anyway, so... <laughs> it's true. Yeah, man. You can say what you want, man. So, nigga. Say, say, so she said, better pray I'm not pregnant too because I'm definitely late. At... Oi! Williamson. She added him. Oi! That's at... That's number one. Late, you better be on time. Better, better be on oh time. My gosh, on that Zion's injuries. Um, and then she said, "I was with you last week in New Orleans, and you couldn't tell me you had a random thought pregnant after all I've done for you." At Zion Williamson again. This is where it gets peak. 
I let you fuck me so many times without condom, and this is what you do to, me. It, and this is what you do, me a hood rat. That's what that's what a hood rat does. Whatever she's saying, this, this bitch can't type. And then we go on saying you're putting my life in danger. Fucking all these holes raw. I let you spit in my mouth last week when we fucked. You could have told me you had another whole pregnant. How was that gonna work? Moving to moving both of us to New Orleans. You think I would have found out? At Zion so, Williams. So she mentioned all that stuff without protection and everything. I'm assuming in her career there's been some sort of protection then because if she's really saying that in terms of what she's doing, then uh, I rather know in it. She's a film star, so, so I, I'm just I, I don't know in it. But I'm just like, fam. So Zion's been selling dreams to this woman and it seems like she's actually been down with him and right i don't know because for you to be upset and to go on twitter and to say all these things is a mazzle it's, but it's it's akima aki and saltfish's response what did she say she said she sent a tweet saying happy hoes ain't hating and hating hoes ain't happy jeez oh and with gosh. the with the hair flick emoji yeah the, the thing the, you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah. That's, that's that's ridiculous. Zion is messy. How many games did he play last season? Not enough. <laughs> no, no, no. Give me give me an estimated guess of what you believe he played. Twenty six. Twenty nine. Oh my lord! Out of how many is there in the NBA? Eighty two. Not even fifty percent. Not even that. And he's got he's on a rookie max extension deal worth. He better go work now because that the money for the the thing is if they're together then it's, it should be fine. I don't think there's there's not going to be no... There shouldn't be no nothing to do with child support if they're together. That's number one. Because if there's... Clear, then that's that's the whole next thing, in it? But if he's going to be there for the U and, and whatever, cool. I... Whatever these men want to do in their life, share is like... Okay, cool. This is what you want to do in your personal lives. Do what you got to do. At least be on the court and be be a star. Be, a, be the star that you're supposed to be. But this is where, and we'll keep this. Okay, cool. We've got about five minutes left. So, this is where I'm a bit like, on one hand, I'm like, okay, these guys can obviously do what they want. Like, we can't control what they, they can do what they want. Like, if it's their choice, they've grown enough people to make their own decisions. But there's a pandemic in young basketball players f- falling into this kind of trap or going through these kind of scenarios this one might be different where they're actually together they're happy and things change cool if that happens great wonderful but a lot of players a lot of them are these these things are happening like we have to deep because a lot of older women preying on these young NBA stars and throwing themselves out there where they're like when they come to the league they're what 19, mm-hmm. 20. These women, because oh, how old is Zion? 20, what, 20? How old is George? I was like 21 or 22, something like that. Let me get their ages. I'll come back. Yeah, let me get, get Zion's. What's Zion's age? So Zion Williamson is, he is 22 years old. So he's 22 years old, and they've been together since probably, what, 2021, is it? Mm-hmm. So that was, we'll say, what, two years ago? Yeah. Bro, the guy was 20 years old. He just came out of being a teenager. And how old is this this, this Mara Mills chick? I know. From, I did she's read 31 somewhere. 
So must be must be in her thirties. Oh, oh god damn. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I typed in her name, I forgot. She's adult content. Okay, Let me come so up she's thirty one. I think she's thirty one. Oh she's in her thirties anyway, hundred in her thirties. And it's like Okay, I guess when they met, maybe she could have just been in her late twenties and everything. But I'm like, imagine if these I just wanna say just that like, imagine if these WNBA ladies, right, come into the league and these let's say late twenties, say thirty year old men was like, you know, boom pregnant well, I mean, in case because of the whole justice system there is a whole is a whole mishap in it. However, it's a bit of a I think these NBA boys need, there needs to be some sort of, I don't want to say a code of conduct saying you can't date or do whatever with these, because then that's now, you're kind of now shaming and doing the mad things to actual people, because some people can change from what they used to do, you know? However, there needs, there's, a, there's been how many cases where people are in mad situations, PJ Washington, for example, even Lamelo's brother Jello, fam. How many of these guys are really going for it? So I just, I just hope that this scenario is not what we've seen. Yeah. So that it's just that these guys in the NBA are making smart decisions. They're being safe because what Zion's doing is not very safe. That is not safe at all. And these things can easily flip easily so i just hope but i just know that these young boys need a seminar on listen you're now an nba star the percentage of women throwing themselves at you is going to increase by 100 plus they're going to do that because some may actually want to know who you are but a majority sees you as a cha-ching <laughs> checkbook 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 and we'd have retirement to do something. Retirement fund, bro. Huh? Retirement fund. Fam. And it's like, obviously, they'll have to pay just child support till the child's were 18, I believe. Mm -hmm. That's still 18 years of PEs. And some of the funding as well is ridiculous, especially your MBS. But what the PJ are earning, they'll be on a salary just for child support. <laughs> so I just know that these these young boys need to really understand that there's all type of scenarios where they can be friends at you for what you have not who you are so just be careful me i hope this situation is filled with kindness peace whatever is really real is really you know them to you because zion like i say you can do what you want but again my issue you're showing up in the sheets, but not in the court. What's going on? You, you need to get back on the court. Because I promise you... You were very nice for Rodney. I, I, was, I was looking at you thinking, what, what part of Rodney is this? <laughs> what has changed since yesterday? Because this is not the Rodney I know that will be on smoke. What is going on? Listen. The real Rodney come out, bro. I don't understand what is going on and what's happening. But all I know is Zion needs to keep his eyes wide open because big man thing, Zion, you might have just got yourself a new healthy bill.
<laughs> now you got to pay for 18 years. years. you got to be in the league for 18 years. And you ain't even on the court for 18 games. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. 18 minutes. Yeah. 18,000 seconds, whatever. Like, bro, Zion is just, I don't know, man. This guy, he started to piss me off. He's like, what is going on? And if you're out here, if you're out here beating, you should be thin. Right? <laughs> like, if you're that active, like, The pounds should be here. I just, oh. I just think, look, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. I'm gonna say how it is. Zion Williamson, yeah. Your primary job is an NBA basketball player. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You played, what did I say, twenty nine, twenty nine games last season. Mm-hmm. If I'm right in saying he missed the whole s- entire season before that, mm-hmm. yeah, he did, yeah. So you in two seasons where you're talking what, a hundred and sixty. Four games, if I'm calculating correct, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you've played 29. And you're out here in more controversy off the court. Like, Zion, look, we know that's the problems the Pelicans are in right now. Like, B.I. was injured. There's so much going on. And we saw when you were healthy the, the potential of this team. But I it, said at the beginning of the season, this team could potentially get to the NBA Finals if they are healthy. And when they will fit, they will play in. The Pelicans were up there. They were the number two seed. But guess what? You're not. Because you're not there. And it's this. Was they in the planes? The Pelicans, they just missed out. Okay. They just missed out. Remember, it's the Timberwolves. No, they might have been in the plane and lost. No, it was Timberwolves. No, no, no. Okay, see, isn't it? Yes, they just missed out. Do you know what's mad as well? What's mad is, yeah. Zion was actually healthy. Yeah, I was just even about to say that. Yeah, Zion was healthy, but it was all about men's like he doesn't feel like Zion or whatever. Remember, he was dunking and yeah. people were complaining. Why is he dunking? Dunking, but he's, he's saying he's injured. He, but he's like, oh, he's not injured. It's just him feeling like Zion and getting back. Bull crap, man. Shut up, man. Get on the court. And this is the Get problem. The court, like, man. there's people that sit here and back you, and like some people like us might come and say on the podcast, oh. Zion will give you our, do you know what I mean? We'll give you the benefit of a doubt. You've been out for a while. Mm. Mentally, sometimes it takes a bit of time and you want to make sure you're in the right rhythm, the right moment, everything's right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This ain't right. This is fucking wrong, bro. This is horrible. You're getting, I don't like talking about man's business because it's up to them. But too many times, I'm doing this now, bro. What the fuck, bro? Jama Rant, how many weeks ago? Now you... Too many times, these young brothers. I saw something as well like John Morant's a thug, Zion's a freak, RJ Barrett is meaty. Um, someone else in that draft as well, dude. It was, I don't know, but fam, what is going on? Like, I just don't get it because to me, it's, it's getting to the point now where I'm like, y'all really need to pattern. I don't understand how you're getting entangled with a film star. That's rule number one, yeah. Let alone this girl's baiting out all your business oh. on everywhere, Twitter, whatever it is. Big like, it's, this is, and this is someone that clearly seems to think that you've got a future with her. I don't know what you've been saying to her, but it is all hideous, bro. It's nothing about you and your basketball. Like, we're talking about players that are the greatest, that like we started a conversation, we started the podcast with Murray, Jokic, we'll talk about mm. Bam, we'll talk about mm. Butler. Do you understand how far away you are from these conversations, bro? Do you understand when I'm talking about Jokic potentially becoming the 
if things go right and he wins chips and that he could be a top 10 player of all time. Do you understand how far away you are from that? And he's got the potential to... You, really you have the potential to be one of the greatest players of all time with the amount of points. He's got, I think he scored the fastest amount of X points in, 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 for the amount of games he's played. He scored the most points. Whatever it is, you've got best stats in your favour. But what I'm annoyed about is we started this podcast with conversations about greatness, finals, this, that. You're letting yourself down. You're letting your franchise down. You're letting your teammates down. You're letting your coaches down. You're letting the fans that play that every year and strive to improve what Pelic New Orleans is. Like I, as a, I'm a Saints fan. Like I understand that city. Do you know what I'm saying? They bloody care, bruv. They went through hurricanes, whatever. So it's a lot behind all of that. You're not just affecting you. And it's all this this stuff. You're playing 29 games. It's not like you've played like 70-something games and this has come out. It's still a howler. But you are not playing, bro. You The reason you said it, they missed the playing by, what, a couple games. If you played even half of the season, you're in the playing at minimum. If you play 42 games, surely they win two to three more, enough to get them in the playing, no? Yeah. So that says it all. You are not serious on or off the court, and it's getting ridiculous. Too many times we're allowing this, allowing you, ah, oh, Zion, ah, oh, this, ah, oh, he's injured. Get the fuck out and sort your life out, bro. It's getting ridiculous. I'm tired of this shit with these young boys in the NBA. Like, we were their age a few, a couple years ago. We weren't this reckless. I know it's different when you got the money and girls are throwing themselves at you, but you've got to make calculated decisions. Bro. That's stupid. The thing is, yeah, it's like, Zion, now you're going to have a you. Don't shame that you, bruv. Don't, Get bro. back on the court. Because, mm. like I said, whatever you do off the court, like, it's up to you in it. As long as it doesn't get you in trouble with the law, like certain man, hmm. or in trouble where you're now getting suspensions and all these things, do you, bro. End of the day, because I'm sure people say these things anyway all the time. There's vets around as well. He's only at the Houston Rockets, which I expect these things to be happening because... Obviously, them, them boys are wild. Mm. But, fam, Zion, I'm gonna, all I'm going to say to this, to even, to round off everything is, if, if you do not play more than 50% of games next season, Big thing, it should have been you in the position that Lonzo Ball's in. 100%. Because if Lonzo was healthy, he would be there doing what he needs to do, doing his job. You never wish it on anyone. I'm not trying to even, because that's, that's still... Yeah, I don't want... Obviously, but however, it's there's it's some fair, there's man. something in it that I understand where you're coming from, as crazy as it sounds. Because it's not, like you said, it's not right. You've got guys out here without half the talent that you possess, without half the image that you came into the NBA with, with number one pick you were the guy out of Duke bro everybody knew you were talking about the greatest prospect since LeBron so much you came into the NBA with millions of pounds in endorsements before you even signed your contract which is because you're the number one pick the highest in your draft you've now signed a rookie supermax deal and you're out here fucking up the bag bro you're fucking up for your like I said franchise your teammates your coaches and most importantly the fans yeah, what's mad is that as always well that um, what was I gonna say? 
I'm trying to remember. I feel like I've, oh, it just left me as well. Like he's he's messing up the bag, and it's like that's it. It's something that we can't touch on now, but next pods I'll need to remind to say it. But I think what was I can't remember who was saying it now, but it's like these young guys they're coming into the league with everything. Like mm. they're not earning it. Like it's really given to them. Yeah, but so you can't change that. Obviously, you can't change that hundred percent. But it's like this is also like one of the ones where because all these things are happening, they're not earning anything. And to a point where it's like what they've done enough, even if they come into the league and they average, but they've done enough to earn a certain amount. And obviously, if you've worked hard to grind to be number one pick, well, I want all the benefits of it, hundred percent. But something's got to change here with Zion, man. Like, listen. If you was on the court doing your thing, honestly, it would just be drama, mess situation, but it is what it is, isn't it? But the fact that you're just, you're not, that's the and issue. you're healthy, that's what's pissing me off. That's like, the issue, bro. You literally just let your team go out there and just die on the line like that. Ingram, McCullum, Avrado, all these guys. Boy. Uh-huh. That that team they need a team meeting. They need to sit down down and say you need to back us, bro. Back us. Oh, he needs to also bloody strap up and look after himself and like don't get involved right. with that. If no, this is his girl and it's everything like like whatever it is, like I say, do what you gotta do. Just don't get put in a a mad thing. That's what I say. Don't get put in a mad thing, and we want to see you on the court. If that's the main thing. Like these things, it's so it's been happening so much. I don't even care. But just please, 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 be on the court and play. Don't want to see twenty nine, thirty, thirty something. I want to see at least forty two. Mm. Even then, how young you are and how you should be, you should be easily touching 55, 60 games. Bro, you should be touching eighty two. Easy. At like your be. age, there's no reason not to play the maximum. You're seeing KCPs and all these guys. Yes, they've not missed games. What's your yeah. excuse? Oh, that's how I rate Mikel Bridges, boy. Real mm. Iron Man. Hasn't missed a game, bro. Even played 83 games. 83, bro. Fam. That's like three times the amount Zion played. Crazy. Um, <coughs> but yeah, because now we're at the no podcast, we're going to wrap it up here. So We're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up, you know. Not everyone does that shit, you know. Um, so I just want to say, make sure that you follow us on all socials at Take It To Rim Podcast on TikTok, YouTube, uh, Spotify, all them things, all the platforms there. And at Take It To The Pod on Twitter. Instagrams that take it to in podcasts mm-hmm. as well. Make sure you follow us all there. Our socials are on there as well. Like, comment, subscribe, share, post notifications, comment as well. Let us know your thoughts. We, you know, put all these topics out. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Let us know. We'll respond. You know, we ain't bougie. And <laughs> there's seats in the studio, bro. Always, baby. If you want to come in and say your two piece, you have a certain suggestion for it, a topic, whatever, you can suggest it. If you want to take a seat and argue, we're here to argue. You know, everyone is entitled to their own wrong opinion. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, um, other than that, keep rocking with us, keep supporting us. And unlike Zion, (laughs) well, actually, like Like Zion. Zion. (laughs) Over and out, baby. We out. (laughs) We out.